0: Okay, okay, this is Jake Schwartz here at the Philly Sports Hall of Fame for The Voice Report. And you can also find us on The Voice of Reason right now joined by a man who was inducted just three years ago into the Philly Sports Hall of Fame in 2018. The man that uh, you can find behind the glass at the Wells Fargo Center, Flyers PA announcer great, Lou Nolan. Hello, Lou. Hey, Jake, how are you? Uh, It's a a pleasure, first of all, as always, to see you, sir. And tonight, before a capacity crowd, we are inducting some of the best of the best in Philadelphia. Mark Reckie, you're here on behalf of the Flyers, and rightfully so. What can you make
1: of Mark Reckie and the career that he had? Uh, Mark Reckie was a very, very much of a quality hockey player and a quality guy. Uh, Scored big goals at big times and a bunch of them. So uh, I would just say that Rex... Is an all-time great flyer, and uh, he deserves to be in the Hall. And uh, also tonight, another big
0: name, Seth Joyder, Yolanda Lady. Well, many names, I should say, for that matter, going
1: into the Hall of Fame. What a class this is, and what do you like about it? Well, the whole class is good, and it always is. You know, what Ken Avalon puts together, uh, the guys that come in this, be they uh, veteran guys, uh, you know, uh, maybe maybe people that are deceased that, that get this time yes. to come forward when a relative comes forward. So this is a great thing. I was so proud to be inducted here.
0: You were, and uh, you were part of another really good class of your own. And tonight we're also inducting another one of our deceased, the late Dallas Green. His son Don, I'm sure, is bouncing around here somewhere. We're going to talk to him, hopefully, uh, throughout the evening. But uh, what did Dallas Green not only mean to people like Lou Nolan, but to the city of Philadelphia?
1: Well, uh, I love baseball. And uh, Dallas meant so much to me because uh, he he said it like it is. He made the right kind of deals. And when he managed, he managed well. So uh, I think he was... Uh, Great for the Philadelphia sports fans and the Phillies fans.
0: And right now you're in your 50th season, and I want to say congratulations on behalf of the entire crew at The Voice Report. 50 years behind the glass as the Flyers' voice. Um, This year's team, kind of an up-and-down type of battle.
1: Uh, What can you make thus far? Uh, Well, I think there are a couple of pieces that still have to get into the lineup, but uh, this is a much better team than we put out there last year. Uh, general manager, uh, Cliff Fletcher, has done a nice job. And, um, you know, we put everybody together there and you get some goaltending, it looks like we're going to get it. It's it's good. It's good. We'll do well.
0: The success that you've had in Philadelphia has been because of your work behind the glass. What are you, I guess, if there was one shining moment you could say, in the 50 years you've been the
1: voice of this hockey team, what was it? Uh, obviously, Stanley Cup, number one. Uh, when, uh, you know, uh, that Rick McLeish tipped in that shot in front. And uh, with about uh, two minutes left, or gets the penalty on Clark. And I said to myself, my goodness, you know, we could win this thing. <laughs> yes. And uh, it was amazing. You know, time expired. I did the last minute. I just said regular last minute. I'd say to the cup. I didn't want to jinx us. No. And, uh, you know, a bunch of people jumped over the glass. It was chaos, but unbelievable. It was typical Philly.
0: And your good friend and mine, Dan Baker, who's been the voice of the Phillies for 49 years, this coming uh, summer will be year number 50 for him, uh, told me the best story, I guess you could say the best quote of all. When he was a kid, he used to go with his dad to Connie Mack Stadium. Was that you when you were a kid going to hockey, baseball, and basketball games
1: when you were a kid with your dad? Uh, no, my dad died when I was very young. I was I, nine years old, I'm but so I still went to games. Uh, and uh, the Halloween hockey around was the Ramblers, and then I went to that, and I was the rink rat. Did you love hockey? Were you a big hockey fan as a I kid? was. I was, and I enjoyed it very much. I watched the original six, and it was natural when the Flyers showed up in 67 that I began to be a press box aide with Joe Cadillac and have fun. And you, again, are here tonight for one reason, the Philadelphia Sports Hall of Fame. And on behalf of the
0: Voice Report, we congratulate Mark Recky as this year's 2021 Hall of Fame inductee. You, serve of course, 2018, you are, as they say indeed, a pico. We're not going to finish that <laughs> sentence. Jake Schwartz here with the great Lou Dolan. Thank you, Lou. Thanks, Jake. You take care. Great man. to see you, my friend. Logan, join us. I'm going <laughs> to. Yes, we do. Yeah. <laughs> God bless you, my friend. Hey, if you have a quick second, we're actually rolling. We can try to get a quick quote from you. If not, uh, we can come back, but we'll be quick. We won't be All right, Jake Schwartz here. We are, are we rolling? Are we on? We are on. We are indeed on. And we want to thank Lou Nolan for joining us. It is my pleasure to bring in the newest member, the 2021 Philly Sports Hall of Fame inductee, Seth Joyner. Seth, congratulations. Thank you, man. Thank How are you man. feeling? It's it's good to see you. Last time I saw you, of course, was in Atlantic City mm-hmm. at the Julius Irving golf event. Yeah. We had a great time uh, there. That was a fantastic event. And this will be a fantastic event. Uh, tell us uh, what this means to you uh, going in tonight uh, here at the Rivers Casino.
2: You know, when you're bestowed honors like this, it forces you to kind of um, reflect. And tonight is a night of reflection for me because I'm trying to figure out, you know, how a six foot two, 195-pound kid out of high school that walked onto the football program 2,000 miles away at the University of Texas at El Paso, drafted in the eighth round, has found himself, you know, in this position, being viewed as one of the best athletes ever um to have the honor to play in this great city
0: and you did have great success with the eagles for eight seasons part of the great ministry of defense uh, we lost at least three of your closest friends uh, the great uh, four four i did not who was the fourth
2: we lost west we did west
0: hopkins audrey yeah. waters and of course the greats Jerome Brown and Reggie White. Right. What did those? Uh, what did? What was it really like being on the Ministry of Defense?
2: Well, you know those guys were, and, and quite simply, you know brothers. You know, and when when we lost them, it's like, you know, I've never lost a blood brother, but that was as close as you could possibly get because we were generally that close. We were like brothers. Um, but having the opportunity to play with them, have an opportunity, you know, to. Be locked in on one goal, you know. Together with those guys, as long as we did, um, it was just awesome. It's some of my great football memories. You know, I won—I won a Super Bowl my last year with the Denver Broncos, but my most special years of my years here, you know, with my Philadelphia brother. Yeah, yeah. You
0: had uh, that was actually was my next question was uh, your most memorable moment in this city?
2: What was it? Um, I you know, pro- probably early. Early in my career here, I think we played Dallas, in Dallas, and we beat them. Um, And there was another game going on that, you know, if and I can't remember which team it was, but if that team lost, then we won the division. Mm -hmm. Um, And we actually found out on the field that we had won the division the first time we went to the I playoffs. I did actually
0: remember right. that. And I back in the day when I was uh, just a, a boy supporting, a fan right. of yours and always have, these days we find you every Sunday on Eagles pre- and post-game live on Comcast. Michael Barkad, right. Barrett Brooks, and, of course, the great governor, Ed Rendell. Right. Uh, you played with a quarterback very similar to the one we have now, mm-hmm. Randall Cunningham, um, Jalen Hurts. They're 3-5. and five. They've got San Diego coming in this week. So what's the overall status of this new-look team with Knicks area? I did bring this up with Bill Bradley, and he seems to think that this is a good program that definitely has a good good ways to go.
2: Well, they they do have a good ways to go. You know, you got a quarterback who's learning how to play, you know, at the highest level, who doesn't even have, you know, a total of 16 starts under his belt. Um, You've got a head coach slash offense coordinator who is – Learning how to be a head coach and learning how to, you know, call plays on a regular basis for the first time. When a defensive coordinator is learning how to call plays for the first time. So all entities and all arms of this team are learning on the job, you know. So you're going to have highs and you're going to have lows. you're going to have games like last week where they dominate. You're going to have games, you know, where yeah. they get dominated. That's just the nature of the beast. Yeah, they've
0: played, uh, I, in my opinion, three of the top quarterbacks in this league. Right. Tom Brady, uh, Pat Mahomes. I think they've uh, they've got some good uh, – and Dak Prescott. They've right. got some good roads ahead. On behalf of all of us at The Voice Report, we'd like to congratulate you, Seth Joyner. is the newest member of the Philly Sports Hall of Fame. Jake Schwartz again here with both Lou Nolan and the great Seth Joyner. Seth, congratulations. Thank you, man. Thank you, sir. Great to see you, as always. Okay, here at the Philly Sports Hall of Fame uh, in the Rivers Casino, uh, legends are coming and going, and indeed I have a legend. Ray Dittinger, welcome to The Voice Report, my friend. Nice to be here. It's uh, it's great to see you. It's uh, Boy, we go back a long time to the days of when I was in high school at the Reading Terminal Market. Yes. I don't know if you remember that. The, uh, the pig. We met at the pig, the pig statue. Yeah. That was a great time, I think. And uh, these days, uh, you're still working on Eagles Posting Live, but of course everybody knows you as the great Ray Denninger, the great Hall
3: of Fame uh, journalist. Uh, What do you like the most about this Hall of Fame? Um, Oh, the Philadelphia Sports Hall of Fame? Because it's, I guess just that it's so Philly, you know. uh, This is my home. This is where I was born and raised. I've never worked anywhere else. Yeah, Uh, I just have a... Um, you know, Philadelphia in my bones. You know, and I, I was so glad that um, uh, Ken Avalon and the guys here actually yeah. came up with the idea of doing a Philly Sports Hall yes. of Fame because there's such great history to Philadelphia sports uh, and. This was something that kind of had to happen, and I think they've gone about doing it the right way. So, this is one event I look forward to every year.
0: Yeah, and, and you yourself were. And what year exactly were you inducted into this
3: hall of fame? Um, third year. I'm um, not sure which the year it was, but it was the third. It was the third. What class. did that
0: honor mean uh, to you when you got when oh. you found out you were getting when Cat Avalon contacted you?
3: Um, I remember it very well. I was still working at NFL Films and. I was at my desk editing a piece and the phone rang and it was Ken Avalon saying I just want to congratulate you, You you're this year's uh, legacy of excellence. Winner, wow. which puts you in the hall That's of fame. Great. So, um, and I was the um, first print journalist um, yes. to go in. So that was pretty special. Well, for a guy like you,
0: you should be the first, in my <laughs> opinion, of print journalists. Um, these days, you're still working uh, for Eagles pre and post game live. What has right. been uh, the
3: rise and what has been the downfall of this Eagles team? Um. Years of bad drafting kind of caught up with them. Yeah, their, their roster is has some talent, but not a lot of talent. Yes, and you've got a young quarterback that you're trying to educate and bring along and teach him the game, and you've got a young head coach who's kind of learning as he goes. So, are, you, are you a fan of Nick Sirianni? Do you like his uh, philosophy? Yeah, I do. Uh, I, I like him. Um, I respect his. I, I respect his energy. I. Uh, I. I wish. That he had more uh, older coaches on the sure. staff to help yes. him. It's a little too, yeah young. It's a, yeah. I mean, it's fine to have a young coach. I mean, Dick Vermeil was a young coach. Of Andy Reid was a young of coach. There've been a lot of young coaches, but generally the staff has you know a handful of veteran guys that have been around the block. They can kind of help the young guy and show him the ropes. And the way that this staff was put together, I kind of wondered if that was going to be a problem. You know, the, he doesn't quite have the experienced old hands around the when times get rough, and they've gotten rough, yes. to, to have somebody you can kind of lean on that can kind of say, listen, don't worry about it. We got a plan here, let's just keep working it and we'll be fine. You know, that's, I think he himself is fine. Um, and the players certainly like him. The players have responded to him. Uh, but there's a lot to learn, and I just wish he had more guys around that could maybe show him the way. There, have, uh, there are two Eagles that
0: are going in tonight in the Philly Sports Hall of Fame, and that's why you and I are here. The great Bill Bradley and Seth Joyner, what yes. are your take on the both of them?
3: Deserving, for sure. Um, covered both of them. I still work with Seth, Yes. <laughs> so yes. I, I work yes. with Seth uh, pre- and post-game show now, I guess, five years now. Learned a lot of football sitting next to him he watching is games. A, you know, I brought this along with him, what it was like working on pre- and
0: post-game live. He is a wealth of knowledge. That guy is almost like a younger
3: version of Ray Dinscher, I kind of feel like. <laughs> well, he's, he is, I, I've told him many times, look, I love working with you. I hope we can work together <laughs> forever. but you really should be coaching this game. Yes. You know, you should be, on Sundays, you shouldn't be sitting next to me. You should be down Do on the field with a headset on. he consider
0: doing something like that down the road? Would he ever consider?
3: For the longest time, he had family considerations, and coaching is a tough life for a guy with a family. Yeah. But last year, you know, his kids are kind of grown and gone now. And last year, he finally said to me, you know, if the right opportunity came along, I would take it. So... I hope he gets that opportunity. So that door is not closed. It oh seems. no, so by, it, by no means. it's now open there's, where open. It wasn't open before. If I
0: could uh, ask for the best, I know there's everyone's well deserving in this Hall of Fame. As you look behind you, and I know again this is an audio interview. Uh, there's so many of the names of Lou Nolan and Dan Baker, and and then, you know tonight it's Mark Reckey and Seth Joyner and Rip Hamilton, Bill Bradley, and Yolanda Lady. What is it about the Philly Sports Hall of Fame with all those names that, I guess,
3: excites you? Um, just the fact that it's so inclusive. That it's uh, all the sports. You know, you've got field hockey players. Yes. You've got track athletes. You've got high jumpers. You've got squash players you got boxers from the 20s and right up to the to the heroes of today i mean it's it it's really an inclusive hall of fame if you have any sense of philadelphia sports history um you you have to be awed by this place i mean i am and you know to see my name on that on that list there uh and to know that i was in the same class with you know Jack Ramsey and Reggie Jackson, yes, and some of those. I people. remember
0: that. Yeah, some of the
3: greats. I mean, that's uh, that's pretty heavy stuff. Now, one last
0: question: One favorite moment in this city that you've done in your journalistic career? What was it? Super Bowl Fifty Two. What we won.
3: Yep, yep. Must I mean, I was. Most, you know, I covered all the other ones. I covered the two Flyer Cups. I covered the two Phillies World Series the Julius Irving NBA championship, but I was kind of just waiting for the Eagles to win a Super Bowl. That was the one that I wanted to see. That was the one I wanted to cover. And uh, when that happened, that that made me feel like, okay, I kind of can close the book now.
0: I'm 36 years old. I've known this guy for over 19 years, the one and only Hall of Fame sports writer Ray Dittinger. Thank you for being with us on The Voice Report. A pleasure to see you as always, sir. My pleasure as always. Okay, hello. This is Jake Schwartz here for The Voice Report here at the Philly Sports Hall of Fame and the newest member of the Philly Sports Hall of Fame. Wow. Rip Hamilton, welcome. It's so great to see you. I haven't seen you in years. You look phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Age certainly has not uh, bothered you and uh, congratulations on this uh, auspicious occasion.
4: Oh, thanks a lot. Uh, I'm just happy to be back home. Good opportunity to bring my family and my kids uh, to a place that raised me and... uh, it's good to be back. Yes,
0: and uh, tell everybody out there where you're living, what you're doing
4: these days. Uh, doing some sport sports broadcasting uh, with uh, CBS and uh, Turner Network. Uh, running around with my kids, doing AAU basketball. Yeah, we see. Other, uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, hanging out in Florida, you know, with my kids. Uh, and just, just hanging out, you know, uh, life after basketball, you know, it's a new journey. New lifestyle for me, but I enjoy every bit of it.
0: You had so much success in this city as well as in the basketball world. Basketball has been excellent to you. Uh, a national championship at UConn, you were named the most valuable player. And then in 2004 with your good friends of the Detroit Pistons, uh, but you grew up in the Coatsville area. You're still to this day named Rip City, Coatesville. Um, what was the best part about um, growing up in that area?
4: A small town, man. You kind of know everybody from from kindergarten all the way up through high school, right? So you never get lost in the in the, in the city because it's so small. Uh, Coastville's uh, three-mile radius, right? So, you know, uh, you, you cherish the moments with your friends. Uh, a lot of them guys are still my friends to this day, but I think that was the best thing for me because it kind of kept, kept me humble, you know? So nobody ever treated me uh, no bigger than the kid that was – A little skinny kid running to to Brandywine Park, trying to hang out, trying to shoot some hoops.
0: As a kid growing up in this city, I I used to go with my dad to watch you against Alvin Williams and the late Kobe Bryant. Donnie Carr, you just, what was it like playing in this, in that type of environment? There was some of the best basketball players in this city it it was amazing
4: oh you had to bring your A game oh yeah uh, yes the thing that I loved about it was that uh, them them guys that you mentioned they all challenged me right a kid from Coastville um, I wanted to play in the big league but I never understood how hard it would be and when I started to come to Philly and seeing how how the, the level of talent just jumped from being in Coastville and, and yes. Downytown and the local oh, town yes. and around there. But once you got to Philly, I mean, you had Rashid Bo- Brookenborough, you had Donnie Carr, you had Arthur Davis, uh, all at the two positions. It was positions.
0: scary towing up against that uh, type of competition. <laughs> it, it just, those were the type of guys that were some of the biggest bruisers that could beat you up almost every night. Yeah. And that turned into the success you had at UConn. You worked played for one of the greatest coaches of all, Jim Calhoun. He's back in coaching, I yeah. can't believe it. First of all, how is he? Is he, Are you still in touch yeah, with him? Yeah, no,
4: coach is good. Coach just can't sit down. Uh, okay.
0: University of St. Joe's, not St. Joe University. Yeah. I know that's where he is now. What success did he have on
4: you during that time? Everything, man. He told me how to move without the ball. A lot of people see, see my game and say, yo, you're one of the best to do it. Moving out the ball, coming off screens, and he challenged me each and every day. When I came to Connecticut, you know, I was labeled as a top 25 kid in the country, and he treated me like I was a top five, six hundred kid. Oh yeah, you know, he didn't pat me on the back. It wasn't no extra smooth. No, juice. you had to earn that. I, I think. had to earn every bit of it. So, coach was a big part of uh, my success, man. He was a father figure uh, on and off the court. The one thing I always tell about about coach was whatever happened on the court, he never carried it off. And you're now. Um, you know, we transitioned to the Pistons.
0: 2004 world champion, and it seems you've been, I've been seeing you a lot on television. A <laughs> lot of your guys have been getting inducted. It was two years ago, we were interviewing your front court mate, Rashid Wallace, who okay. got this wonderful honor. He actually did an interview? Uh, oh, okay. I, we did a great, it was oh, a wonderful, because okay. he's a phenomenal, in my opinion, a phenomenal human being, and, and now he's actually with, and I'll mention his name in a minute, uh, the great Larry Brown. He's yes. back coaching, he's at Memphis, uh, he was part of that coach, Chauncey Billups, was inducted to the Pro Basketball Hall of Fame, and, Wallace was inducted this year. All in all, it just seems like it's been a good time to be a Pistons oh, fan no. in 2004. No. Tell us about that team and what they meant to you.
4: Oh, man, best five alive. I mean, uh, we, we embodied selflessness. Uh, we played with pride. We represented the city. We, 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 every time we stepped on the floor, we knew that, hey, we was representing our whole squad and the whole city not one man was bigger than a team. Uh, That's big when it comes to professional sports, especially when you got branding and everything else that that comes with it, but they're my brothers. We speak four or five times a week, so it's not something that we just played the game that we all love, but we're more of a family.
0: And Larry Brown, what did he mean to you? Again, he's going to become a new assistant for Petty Hardaway. Rasheed Wallace will be joining him. What did, what did he, you learn the most from him?
4: Oh, man, Coach was the best. Coach pushed me. He pushed me, man. Coach, you know, already had a lot of success in Philly uh, and already coached great players like Allen Iverson. Yes. So you, you had no choice but to listen. And Coach was going to get his point across regardless if you didn't want to hear it or not. But uh, he brought the group together. I think Coach was the final piece to the puzzle to kind of get us over the hump. I tell people all the time, Larry Brown... Probably the best coach in basketball, in my opinion. The way he has success, not just in the NBA level, but also in the college level.
0: Can they do? Can they do well uh, in Memphis? With uh, can he? Can he exist well with Penny? That's why Penny did it. That's why. Penny, yes. Penny
4: understood. He said, "Hey, you know what? Uh, in order for me to get to the next step, to the next level, I need to bring guys that have real equity in the game." The coach has a lot of that. And you certainly had
0: that, my friend. And congratulations on a brilliant career. Congratulations on this, the 2021 Philly Sports Hall of Fame. And I got to just say, you deserve it as much, certainly, as anybody. Jake Schwartz here with the one and only Rip Hamilton.